the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. Podcasting Empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week we take a journey back in time. We go back and look at the finer days of the wrestling life back to the mid 90s, back to the new generation, pre attitude, post federation era. Uh, every single week we love going back and talking about this new generation era. And this week, of course, no different as we pull a topic out of uh, coincidence. Uh, having to do with my recent move that I have recently made. It was uh, quite the ordeal. It was quite the uh, experience, to say the least. But uh, today's episode inspired by a move, which is very interesting. We'll get into that here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, what a time, again, to uh, be on the move. What a time to be able to pack things up and unpack things and see things that you have and things that you forgot you might have, and kind of what brought together this episode um, was uh, <laughs> moving not only my extensive VHS collection, not only my extensive uh, Laserdisc collection, but also my extensive DVD and Blu-ray collection, which led to the very small... And this is, if you were talking to me in the mid-90s, a, a quite uh, the revelation, a very small CD collection. Uh, at one point, I had a pretty extensive CD collection. It was all about having the physical media for music. Um, but eventually, just like uh, mostly everybody, uh, you know, you migrate to uh, custom CDs or you migrate to your iTunes list or your iPod. Back in the day, I used my one iPod that I had gotten, I think, in 2007 for the better part of about 12 years. I mean, I just used it as my main um, musical uh, uh, database and never really changed anything, kept it mostly the same uh, from what I recall. But uh, nonetheless, uh, looking at the CD collection that I had as I was moving, um, you know, kind of sad to see how I don't really have as many as I used to, but one that popped out was one I was very happy to see, uh, one that brought up a lot of memories, and one that I don't know how we haven't really talked about here on the New Generation uh, Airwaves. Uh, we talked about WrestleMania, the album, uh, about a year ago uh, during the full-blown pandemic uh, with a good friend of mine, Randy Helms, uh, music aficionado, host of Outcher On My Hair, a great uh, you know, hair metal uh, music podcast uh you can find it on podomatic uh randy a great uh analytic take on the wrestlemania the album uh track listing and some of the musical compositions that were uh, consisting of that album uh but this one full metal the album uh which we're talking about today 
uh, was a personal favorite of your old buddy, the Chadster, as, uh, you know, starting to uh, really dig what was going on in, uh, you know, this new generation era. The music went along great with the characters that were out at the time. And the, the track listing will run down here in a minute. The people chosen for the tracks, uh, the covers, the ways you could get it all going to be covered here but yeah just being able to see them physically again in the cd case i have one of those uh, pro logic cd bags you know you unzip the thing and they're all lined up inside of the case have wwf full metal the album have the music volume two and volume three and volume four and i think up to volume five on a cd uh, and I have a couple of those other random ones they released in the mid-2000s, the originals, the uh, the rap album, Aggression. Don't ask. But I have all those because, uh, you know, I collected anything that was WWE, WWF related. Uh, but this one, I think, was my favorite of any of the actual um, packaging. Uh, maybe not the songs. The songs were great. But I, I think maybe if I was to skip ahead, maybe uh, volume three with all those Attitude Era songs. Might be my favorite of the uh, the theme song uh, collections, but Full Metal the album released back in 1995. Uh, what a way to cover the new generation! Uh, the WWF having not released anything since 1993 with WrestleMania the album. Uh, this was quite the endeavor. But right off the bat, the thing that I find interesting is that it's not produced by some major label it's not you know a sony uh, music entertainment release it's not a bmg release no it's another one of these weird offset international music companies that saw the potential in releasing a wwf uh, album and it's it's almost kind of crazy that you would think how popular wrestling has been over the years you know they would had a, a bigger um music label that was going to uh, uh, publish this, but no, it was a, uh, a small German production company called, and this is, if I'm saying this wrong, music people, please call me out. Uh, Edel, Edel, E-D-E-L, uh, based out of Germany, released this album in, uh, in 1995. They'd only been around for about 10 years, but when you have those superstars like, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, The Undertaker, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, Razor Ramon. You have these great superstars and these great personalities. You can't not try to merchandise them. And as we've talked about at a great length, that this era was not merchandised well. One of the things I think they got perfectly uh, uh, covered with is this CD with this album. Um, it is is so... Um, I'm looking for the word here. It's so uh, excellently executed. We'll steal one from the Hitman. That from the packaging being an all yellow packaging, we're talking the disc is yellow. The inside of the case is yellow. The jewel case is actually yellow, uh, matching those bright colors, the new generation, and the yellow being so prominent in the WWF logo at that time, you know, it was a yellow and blue at that time. Uh, also coming with a sticker, uh, very cool at the time. It's your WWF logo uh, sticker um, inside of the uh, the book jacket of the, uh, the CD. Uh, but this released, um, you know, and this is the funny part too when doing the research. I remember getting it when it came out, but I don't remember it coming out until 1996. 
So it says it's released in 95, but I could have sworn I didn't get it until 96, but I got it when it came out. So I just might have a, a poor timeline in the, uh, the old Chadser's uh, uh, brain here, but um, being released on CD and cassette as most uh, CDs and uh, most musical uh, offerings were at the time, Full Metal, the album contained 14 tracks. That's right, 14 tracks, uh, mostly consisting of theme music, a couple original uh, songs on these albums as well, uh, with a who's who of studio musicians um, <laughs> making their, um, uh, I would say, WWF music debut on a couple of these songs. Uh, but they, uh, just a, an, a collection of guys that, yes, you know, you always got to shake your head at a few, but uh, we'll run through the, uh, the track listing here. Uh, for Full Metal, the album. Uh, but if you did get this and you do comment on it, please let me know where you got it. I remember having to get this at a very small uh, music shop in Red Bank, New Jersey called Jack's Music. And if you know any of the Kevin Smith movies that took place in Red Bank, New Jersey, you know Jack's Music Shop. Uh, it is a legendary music shop in Red Bank. It's always been the place where you got not only just your new releases and some of your older titles, but they always had bootlegs and they had alternate titles and they had alternate images, variations of covers, th things that you never thought you would see uh, always at Jackson, you know, with a little bit more of a premium buying it in a, um, uh, you know, a, a, a more second, not a second offhand shop, not your nobody beats the whiz or a Best Buy or even a chain store like a Bradley's, or a Caldor. No, it wasn't any of those. It was Jack's Music Shop, Red Bank, New Jersey. If you did shop there, let me know. It's a, uh, it was a wonderful place. I believe it's still there. Obviously, I don't live in Jersey anymore, so I'm not 100% sure. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, it's a uh, fantastic place to have uh, <laughs> made your musical purchases during that time in, uh, in the 90s. But I don't remember getting it until 1996. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm, uh, if I'm right, I'm right. I just don't feel like I saw it there, uh, at the time. Now the track listing itself, uh, pretty cool. Um, you know, for that time, uh, we'll cover the, the two original songs that are on here, but you've got your key, uh, components. You've got your, your master, um, list of superstars to be included in this, uh, track listing, including diesel with the diesel blues, uh, obviously the leader of the new generation, the world champion, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, theme music that once you hear that first engine starting, you know exactly who it is. Uh, King Mabel also on this list. Now, that was an interesting one at the time. It was uh, during King Mabel's uh, short time going up the uh, the card to the main event. So that's why having this come out in 96, a lot of this is very 95 centric that's why i'm saying i don't remember it being out in 95 i remember it in 96 because i remember thinking why the heck did mabel make it onto this uh cd but nonetheless it's a pretty cool track it's a cool little beat uh the one two three kid the second version of that theme song iconic great uh, uh great addition to this track listing uh the original gold dust theme which is basically just a looped version of the same chorus over and over and over um not a big fan of that first version but made it on again gold dust debuts in uh september 1995 uh the smoking guns they get on here their theme song basically one of the only ones that had the entire run of the new generation 
uh, Gauntlet was uh, this theme song that Smoking Guns had later going on to just be Bart Guns theme when he would go uh, solo. And I think even Billy used it when Billy turned heel and you would have both guys using the same song, um, which you did not see happen at all uh, during that time. Two guys using the same exact theme music. Uh, you got to add in Psycho Sid, another guy on the rise during 1995. His theme song, iconic, perfect, uh, made for him. It would say it encompasses everything that was psycho about Psycho Sid. Uh, don't really love that it's called the Psycho Dance. Kind of a dumb name for a guy like Sid who was really uh, a, a very uh, aggressive and very uh, kind of off the wall character. Psycho Dance. Not really loving it, but still, nonetheless, it belongs on here. It's a great track. Uh, the bad guy, Razor Ramon, unbelievable. Uh, what a great addition. I believe the Razor Ramon song is also on one of the uh, original WWF fan club cassettes, which at one point was the only way you could get some of these theme musics were these 45-second snippets that the WWF fan club would offer as a perk of membership uh, but this was the full Razor Ramon theme song on this uh, full metal track listing. Uh, probably the most iconic song on the uh, the track listing was the Heart Attack, the Bret Hart theme. Um, if you were going to make a list, it would be up there in terms of the the top. Um, Bret Hart's original music with the Hart Foundation was was great and a standout because the Hart Foundation were such a cool team to watch. But Bret Hart's theme song with the uh, exaggerated electric guitar intro, uh, just it, it fit Bret so perfectly. And the way he entered the ring and the way he would walk around it, the music just made every bit of that Bret entrance uh, so um, masterful that, uh, of course, Bret Hart's got to be on this um this track listing, but I will argue with the fact that he's not on the cover. I think that Brett maybe should have made the cover of this uh, CD. Uh, Hakushi, uh, his track called Angel. You know, Hakushi had a good 1995, um, and I guess it was abstract enough. Jim Johnson, the great WWF composer, probably put a lot of time into this one. So I can see why it's on there. It's a, it's not bad. Uh, Graveyard Symphony, the Undertaker's theme. Now, one of the many versions of them. This probably not the best one. But this is the one from around the time of uh, SummerSlam 94 on uh, to just about when he would change it. I think in 90, eh, maybe 98-ish. But um, this one is on here. It's great if you're an Undertaker fan. I, I like the original Undertaker uh, Graveyard Symphony a lot more than, than this one. But uh, still, nonetheless, great track. Um, and then one that I can't be any more disappointed with being on here was the Shawn Michaels theme because at the time, you know, if you weren't a Shawn Michaels fan, you still got into the music. Once the, the first note hit, you loved the entrance of Shawn Michaels. Um, but this is like kind of a different version of it. It's not the arena theme. It was more of like a studio theme that was created. Uh, so it was kind of a buzzkill. You thought you were getting the original entrance themes from the arena uh, on this CD and you didn't, you got an actual like uh, studio track that I'm sure they probably, you know, used at some point, but it's got a couple, a couple of musical additions to it that you weren't expecting. Didn't love it, but nonetheless, it's there. It's Shawn Michaels. He has to be on it. He's on the cover um, in two different variations, depending on which album you have. And that's another one. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second in terms of image variations. 
um, because uh, Shawn Michaels on the cover of uh, one of them, but also, you know, not on the cover. Um, uh, you know, it, it, there's alternate images used and it's not two, two not great images. Let's leave it like that. Uh, track number 14 with my baby tonight. It's labeled as Jeff Jarrett. What we would come to learn. It was not Jeff Jarrett on this album. It was Brian James, the roadie, AKA the road dog who was singing the track. And at the, in your house, uh, the lumberjacks, uh, we would find out the, uh, when they broke up Jeff Jarrett and roadie, that it was really the roadie who was the voice behind double J's with my baby tonight. Um, great addition, great song, Love that it was on there. I would have liked the Jeff Jarrett theme to be on there personally, but uh, perfect addition uh, to this track listing. It, it's a great CD, but uh, tracks one and two are original uh, tracks created for WWF uh, Full Metal uh, featuring the superstars and the Slam Jam Band. Uh, the Slam Jam Band featuring a who's who, a lot of heavy metal acts from the 1990s, uh, to include Scott Ian from Anthrax and uh, Kenny Hickey of Typo Negative uh, being on this, uh, the, 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 these uh, tracks, both playing guitar. But Typo Negative would go on to make a Steve Austin theme a few years down the line. And Scott Ian, obviously an iconic name in uh, Anthrax uh, fame. And now I thought this was another kind of funny one. Uh, John Oliva of uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra was uh, one of the lead vocals on the uh, We're All Together Now uh, track. It's We're All Together Now and Thorn in Your Eye, which for all of you uh, Monday Night Raw aficionados were both used as theme songs for Monday Night Raw at different points. Thorn in Your Eye um, was used at the height of the uh, the Attitude Era uh, and different cut variations of it. And We're All Together Now was the uh, the, the Raw the, the Raw's War and then into the Raw Zone uh, cut music. That's what you would hear in the background uh, as the show would start. The pyro would be blaring. You'd hear We're All Together Now. Heavily, heavily used uh, throughout the Attitude Era. But here they sat on WWF's Full Metal, the album, um, kind of as an afterthought. Because usually, if you listen to it, you skipped over tracks one and two. And you went right to track number three, which uh, was Big Daddy Cool uh, Diesel. So now, like I was saying about the image variations... Uh, there were two image variations uh, that you would have. First, uh, the album that mostly everybody does have features Goldust, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Sid on the front cover. But now there is a different variation where it's Big Daddy Cool, The Undertaker, a different picture of Shawn Michaels, and Sid on the cover. Now, I don't know if this was for uh, media if this is one of those things that was in the magazine as one and then released to the public as the other, I have the original uh, uh, album pressing. So I have the Shawn Michaels undertaker gold dust Sid, but if anybody does have that other cover, I would love to know because it's definitely one of those uh, oddities that uh, did it make it to press or was it only in the, um, uh, in the magazines and in the trades where you would see this, this alternate cover. Um, now inside you would have a pullout, uh, uh, description, you know, a, a, in the book jacket, give you a little rundown of each superstar, but it also had a, uh, a poster as you unfolded the entire book jacket that would reveal a WWF, uh, image, uh, very big on the branding, of course. Um, and the WWF uh, logo being so prominent, 
uh, really was very cool at the time. Now, you could have gotten it on cassette where you would have the same Goldust, Undertaker, Sid, Shawn Michaels, but then little tiny in the front, Bret Hart makes his way onto the um, uh, the cassette cover. And, and just as I was Googling this, noticing there is a version with Bret Hart also on that cover as well, but you can barely see him because he's covered by uh, the logo. So uh, yeah, very strange, uh, but nonetheless, it's uh, it, it's a great look. It's a great uh, cover. I've seen even reimaginings of it. I've had there's I've seen people who've recreated it with different images of these superstars, maybe in later years. Uh, but still cool to see people give Full Metal some love. Um, now it was also released in 1996 internationally as WWF Champions the album. Uh, the full metal edition, not featuring any extra tracks, uh, not featuring anything outside of a different cover, which had Sid, Big Daddy, Cool Diesel, Undertaker, Brett, and Sean on it. Um, I kind of like that cover a lot more. Uh, it's a little different because the full metal, the album, has the classic WWF block logo. This one has the more new generation, later year era of the yellow and blue logo that's uh, kind of sideways which is ironically the album uh, image I mentioned earlier as well. So uh, pretty cool. But how about this? If you waited, uh, gosh, 12 years and you got it on iTunes in uh, looks to be a, at least 2010, you got two bonus tracks. Now you're thinking to yourself, well, what bonus tracks could I possibly have that I didn't get in the original full metal pressing. Maybe it's a team from maybe, maybe it's Dean Douglas's theme. Maybe it's Savio Vegas theme. You know, maybe it's the body Donna's theme. No, not at all. You would get all about the power, <laughs> the David Otunga theme song and Drew McIntyre's original theme song, broken dreams were the bonus tracks for full metal. Like who thought that was a good idea? Like what, in what, WWF production meeting. Did somebody say, Hey, let's add some tracks onto this and let's make it be, uh, uh all about the power and broken dreams, uh, for this audience that's craving a, a new generation era album. Not, uh, not what I would call a smart idea, but nonetheless, whatever it gave you two free tracks. So who am I to complain? Uh, this track, uh, this CD would also be re-released as, um, a part of a WWF, um, basically box set that would have all the uh, the WWF CDs that were released up to, I think, Volume 3 in the Attitude Era. So it had this, WrestleMania, the album, and uh, WWF, the music, Volume 2, which kind of falls out of our jurisdiction, but I think was also made in the tail end. But again, the pressings being released at odd times back then, it had mostly a 96 flavor to it but it didn't really fall into this era. And that one I wish we would cover more because that's got an, uh, a deeper history as there were different tracks issued in different areas of the countries. Uh, the European release had extra tracks. The, uh, the United States version did not. The European version, 50 times better than the United States version. And uh, WWF The Music Volume 2, unfortunately, not falling into our jurisdiction. So we will have to leave it alone. Uh, for another day, little nuggets that are out there. There are some uh, interesting um, commercials out there uh, that, again, I think are more for the um, 
uh, international release of it. Uh, some some pretty cool uh, footage of Diesel and Razor Ramon backstage in front of a poster that says Full Metal with a picture of the British Bulldog on it too. So I don't know if he was supposed to be involved in some capacity, uh, but they're not really doing anything except looking tough and you know making grunty faces and yelling at the camera. And then holding the CD as they're coming to the ring, it's it's very odd. But again, it looks like it'd be more of those uh, European style releases. Um, you'd see it on uh, if you watch WWF footage from Germany or from uh, France or something or or Italy during this era. They had some weird commercials. Uh, this looks to be one of them. Uh, if anybody has any of those uh, fan club tapes too. Those have become a huge collector's item over the years. Uh, they were a part of the fan club package. You know, you paid at the time ten ninety five. You got some eight by ten photos. You got some stickers. You got a couple pencils. But then you also got this fan club tape. I had one from nineteen eighty nine that had uh, Superfly, Snooka, Jake the Snake, Brutus Beefcake, Hulk Hogan, and Dusty Rhodes as the songs. I did end up selling it at some point there in the mid two thousands and I got a pretty decent amount of uh, bucks for it. So if you have that sitting around and you want to flip them, I would suggest flipping them because uh, this kind of stuff is way in demand and people are paying a premium at the time. So I would absolutely uh, consider uh, moving it. If you've got one in your uh, possession, wish I could find, let me see if there's one here I'm looking at on the old Google machine. Uh, no, that would be more early nineties. Uh, but the cassette release of this, you know, this is something I would pick up, throw in a cabinet and display it because it's got that cool vintage flavor to it. And, uh, you gotta love that. You gotta look back and say, you know, this is a time that we can't replicate. Uh, maybe it wasn't the best, but man, it had some pretty cool, uh, little side things that popped up that if you still remember it today, you're in, uh, you're in pretty good, uh, company because uh, what a time to be alive back in the uh, in the nineties. How about this one? Here's one. Here's a uh, WWF theme song tape from the fan club. This looks to be ninety four. The tape is actually black. You get the Undertaker, Diesel, Adam Bomb, Yokozuna, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. The longest track being a whopping minute forty one for Bret Hart. Diesel's theme song is fifty seven seconds. So that's what you would get. Theme songs of your favorite World Wrestling Federation superstars. Uh, you know, hell, they could have thrown that in a, a full cassette, put the themes on there. You could have been buying that for 1995 back in the day. It could have been a premium. And you would have been, uh, if you were a kid like me, you were dying for that stuff. I mean, I would wait for Coliseum videos to have a, uh, you know, a segment where they would just play the guy's, a song uninterrupted you'd run and get your uh, your tape recorder to record it and there you had yourself some uh, entrance music for your uh, your your wrestlers because you tried anything you could to get uh, any kind of music possible for these guys and uh yeah it's just unfortunate you know this uh th i wish they would have done more during this era for full metal uh maybe a full metal volume two you know would have been cool but i guess we could just leave well enough alone uh, very happy to have found this while I was moving. What a uh, walk down memory lane. And to those of us that had Full Metal and to those of us who are still discovering uh, something like a Full Metal, hey, this was a, a perfect time to be a fan. 
And uh, I hope everybody who uh, might go look for it and see if they have it, throw it on. Think of your old buddy, the Chadster, and uh, uh, pound out to some uh, WWF uh, theme song uh, music. What does pound out mean? I think I just made that up. That was very stupid to say it like that. But I'm trying to get to uh, (laughs) a happy place here with this recording. Now, one thing I will say, too, there's a custom vinyl that has made the rounds over the last couple of years. I wish I could find this. I wish I knew something about this when they pressed it originally. It says it's been pressed three times and sold out in minutes. It looks so cool. And if you're a vinyl collector, I would think you'd have to add this to your uh, your collection. The WWE has had a few vinyls come out over the years of the vintage releases, most specifically Piledriver and the 1985 wrestling album. Uh, I have the Triple H vinyl that came out a few years back with all Triple H's theme music. Uh, But those other two pressings were out on record store day years ago, and I was never able to track them down. And they go for a pretty good chunk of change. Uh, But this Full Metal, the album vinyl pressing was a custom uh, creation by a very, very creative uh, fan. And uh, I absolutely would love to get my hands on one of these if I could. Um, so if you got any leads, uh, let me know, because I'd love to, uh, to to add that to the collection. And as I set up my new uh, studio down here, my new um, uh, music area, I'd love to pound out to some. Uh, see, I'm going to use pound out. I, I'd love to listen to uh, the heart attack or uh, the, the psycho dance in this big echoey room. If you can't tell, not a lot of stuff on the walls yet. So the room is very echoey. And as the uh, the weeks and months go by, I'm sure we will uh, bring that echo in a little bit more and it won't be as bad. But for the time being, I will have to end this and uh, say thank you for listening to me and my echo and Full Metal, the album. Please listen to it. Think of me, tweet at me, tell me that you listen to it, and let's share our favorite tracks uh, together. Speaking of the new generation era, if you head on over to IBExclusives.com, you can check out. I have a private signing up with one of our favorites from the new generation era, the one and only man made in the USA, Lex Luger. If you want your very own Lex Luger item signed, you can either send in something to me or you can purchase one of our 8x10 or 11x14s that are available on the IB Exclusives website to be signed by Lex Luger. He'll write what you want. He'll inscribe it to your grandma, whatever you need. We will get it done for you at ibexclusives.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, it's at Chad EMB on Instagram. And, oh, excuse me, on Twitter and on Instagram, it's at ibexclusives. That's recently been changed, so I'm still getting used to that. Uh, this website is tmptempire.com. All of our podcasts under one roof to include all the shows on the Vince Russo, Russo brand Uh, which includes the Triple Threat podcast with the franchise Shane Douglas. If you missed this past week's episode, you missed Shane Douglas talking about the potential closing of Ring of Honor and actually his history with Ring of Honor. There's not a lot of it, but he does detail why there's not a lot of history between him and Ring of Honor on this latest episode. And if you're not done listening to me, check me out on uh, the Queen of Extreme Francine's Patreon, Eyes Up Here, Four episodes per week on uh, not only Patreon, but also the Creative Control Network. Uh, Love working with uh, the Queen of Extreme on these podcasts. We have a ton of fun and a lot of laughs, and we want you to come join us uh, whenever you can. So head on over to patreon.com slash Francine Podcast now to join us. 
for the team here, the full metal uh, lineup, Scott Ian from Anthrax, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the Heart Attack, the Lion King, the Psycho Dance, and everybody in between. Go listen to some full metal and get back to me in the morning. This is your old buddy, the Chadster. We will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.